0: Welcome one, welcome all, welcome y'all. Wait a minute, did I say this all before? Have I lived this moment in another time? It feels like I'm having one of them damn dirty deja vu moments, where you feel like you did a thing before in an alternate reality type deal maybe, but now you're doing it in this one for the first time, but a second time. Uh... Anyway, speaking of endless cycles of torture that I am forced to relive every week, it's time for Howlin' with Wolf. This week's Howlin' with Wolf comes from Ian, who wrote a five-star review of this show like the sweet, sweet boy he is. Hey everybody, be more like Ian. He writes, Dear Wolf, I hope this letter finds you well. Needless to say, I'm a huge fan of your show. Not only for the soothing sounds you howl through the airwaves each week, your DJing prowess and your spectacularly diverse discography, but you are hands down the most reliable source of news that the mainstream media won't report on. Those otherworldly happenings in the town of contention. name neighbor's got a sister in contention and even he doesn't know what's going on. Then again, he really hasn't been himself since last week when I returned that shiny ball bearing he dropped out in the parking lot. Didn't even thank me. He's usually a pretty chill guy, but the other night he woke up half the apartment complex screaming and carrying on at two in the morning, thrashing and banging around like we're living in college dorms again or something. When I knocked on his door to ask what the hell he was doing, or more importantly, While he was spattered in marinara and holding what looked like a fake spinal cord, he just said, uh, Halloween, and shut the door in my face. It ain't even October. Now he just stares at me coldly every time I pass by on my way to the mailbox. Sorry. Totally got sidetracked there. Anyway, love the show. Keep on howling the good howling, snapping those pearly fangs at Mark Zuckerberg's milk toast android ass. You're the wolf now, dog. Your friend and admirer, Ian. P.S. If you could do me a huge favor and dig into the deep cuts, I'd love to hear you spin something a little different from the usual set list. Do you have no backbone by Kudzu in your collection? Thanks a million. No, thank you, listener. For-profit news stations are designed to keep you scared and coming back so they can make that sweet, sweet cash money. I like to keep y'all scared, but I do it for free because I'm a true radio journalist DJ of high caliber. And, uh, it gets me off to know the power I hold. And baby... You know I'm always scrounging for them deepest of cuts when it comes to tunes. I might have a little something special just for you this time. Remember, if you want to write a message for me to read on air, tag us on Instagram or Twitter at Pod, Or write a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and email us at PretendinPod at gmail.com. And the conglomerate of pretending to be people want me to keep shouting out that they are taking questions for a third Q&A episode. So if you have questions for any of the... Mature thoughtful adults who make that show, tag at pretending pod on Twitter or Instagram. There's also a post in the subreddit where you can comment your questions. Or go all out, record audio of you asking a question and send that so they can use it in the episode. Same as the second QA episode. This one will be for our honorary police officers over on Patreon who plug the holes of this sinking ship five bucks a month at a time. The anthropomorphic quarks who hold this whole thing together currently have instant access to six exclusive bonus episodes with more on its way so much more now if you want a question answered but you can't rationalize making room in your budget fear not There are already so many questions the PTBP crew won't be able to get to all of them. For some of the questions missed on the recording, the boys will journey into the hardline mainframe network and answer right there inside your phone or laptop. They'll be all up inside them internet guts. Speaking of crawling into other people's business, it's the news. Clark Bishop, Keith Vigna, and John Lee Pettymore IV in the body of John Lee Pettymore III woke up in the tomb of Ari Manstein. They had four names branded on different parts of their bodies. On their backs, Drew. On the bottom of their left foot, Maggie. On the palms of their dominant hands, Tildy. And on their chests, Marvin. But Marvin is crossed out. After realizing they have their moments of the, I guess successful, raid on the glass compound, the three former officers from contention began to understand the situation they found themselves in clark tried to summon another version of himself looked a little too deep into his collective unconsciousness and received a phone call from his former boss taking us now to the parking lot of the city cemetery where maggie cook just assigned the three dilapidated husks of humanity she once called co-workers with the task of taking out bruce robin ferguson bean's former business partner is a personal favorite of mine and a brand new single from Kudzu. Y'all ain't never gonna guess what it is. It's no backbone, baby. I fooled y'all.
1: John Lee doo-dah, doo-dah. I am John Lee Paddy Moore Doo da doo da I am John Lee Paddy Moore
0: All the doo da day
2: We sound cool <laughs> <laughs>
1: So you guys woke up in the tomb of Ari Manstein, and then you like realized, you like you do, and you realize that Marvin, which was carved into your chest or burned into your chest rather, is crossed through with the same sort of burning
2: all the way through, which and, we took as a clear indication that that was done, and we have nothing to follow <laughs> up on there, and, <laughs> and you didn't talk about it, and at we're already. Well, and, and then
1: uh, eventually uh, leaving the tomb, you ran into the old woman making her way out of the cemetery. And she um, was so slow. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that's when you realize that you had been here before the thing that you had been debating up until that point. She and had seen us
3: run through before.
1: Exactly. And then you almost ruined the entire podcast by just standing
2: there and waiting. <laughs> That's not totally off the table I don't, yet. Yeah, that's, <laughs> we still might do that. And I don't understand how uh, pushing you to new creative heights by thinking outside the box is ruining the podcast. I say what's ruining the podcast? Okay, Thomas. okay, okay. Podcast strike, <laughs> <laughs> boys. Our characters sit there and wait. <laughs> We're out, and no one's allowed to cross us. Uh, Zach just hires scabs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: So with us this week, we've got Allie Jepson playing John Lee Pettymore. He just does
2: all the voices himself. He's (laughs)
3: he's like,
2: finally my dream. The game will go the way I want it to go.
1: (laughs) So you guys are all standing in the parking lot. Maggie Cook has joined you. She has driven up into this parking lot and has given you a job to do, which is to take out or essentially murder Bruce Robin, full owner of Bar Corp and the one-time business partner of Keith Vigna's brother, Ferguson Beans. She is sitting in this car, broken down crying after having a conversation with John Lee Pettymore, the
2: third who... I, sh- well, there's something, yeah, there's something I, I want to add to that actually that i just kind of realized you're allowed to you know maggie i know this is a hard time for you uh, uh reckoning with my undeath and all but i i just realized i'm doing the same thing with you what the fuck how are you alive and as you ask that her
1: phone starts to ring
2: i like i put my hand on her hand and i'm like maggie Tell
1: me, damn it. She looks at the call as Clark Bishop is walking back over to join the group after looking at his cell phone and his car there. She looks at the phone, she puts it down, she's like, Alright, I, John, I gotta take this just real quick and then I'll explain, okay? I need Joe to roll an alertness check for me real quick.
3: I pass. 18 on a 70.
1: Joe, as you walk back, you actually hear a second vibration. So her phone is ringing. (laughs) And you hear a second buzzing at a different pitch. Where from? From inside her car, where she's sitting in the driver's seat. And then she picks up the phone. Leon? Oh, okay, Leon. Leon, do you trust me? Then do your fucking job, Leon. I know it's been a while, but knock the dust off your knuckles and buckle up. What controls this world, Leon? That's right, bitch. It's fire. And as soon as she's done speaking, she hangs up. She looks at you and she's like, "I never died, John. I had to disappear." Whose body was that? Doesn't matter. She just what
2: the. F- fuck, Maggie, (laughs) how did you get so cool?
1: (laughs) John, I've always been this cool. I think you've just been too drunk to notice. And then she grabs an envelope out of her shotgun seat, and she throws it to you right out the window, and she looks at you, and
2: she's like, remember, I'm counting on you. Just, uh, Maggie, just because I gave you... Bourbon for Christmas doesn't mean I'm a drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Cheap,
1: shitty bourbon, and then she drives
2: off.
3: Fuck. What's in the what's I, in the envelope? I like Maggie. To clarify, the high pitched buzzing that I heard, she didn't acknowledge.
2: She did not. Got it. But it sounded just like a
3: cell phone. Yes. Got it. Open that envelope. It was in that uh, envelope there. The Manila
1: envelope has a Manila folder inside, labeled Operation Hole Puncher
4: colon bar corp you remember the we, f- we found that in the found secret a, room with the
3: at jim cook's house in the secret room can you remind us what we knew about it
2: operation hole Puncher. i'm sorry of course we remember everything can you remind
1: the listeners for sure <laughs> exactly There was a folder on the desk in that room, that secret hidden room that said Operation Hole Puncher on the outside of it with the logo for the Circle of Knowledge, the circle surrounded by six circles. And inside there is a list of nonprofits, charities, think tanks, and universities that are quote unquote owned by By,
2: by the the Circle of Knowledge. Oh, okay. Uh, Where have we heard Barcorp before? That's uh. Fergie and uh, Bruce Robbins Bruce Robbins Beans and Robin Corporation. So is, is BarCorp um, one of those that's listed under companies owned by the Circle of Knowledge? Or?
3: Yes. It's in that list? Yes. Okay. I found where I wrote down this in my real life notebook, and I wrote down each each company has date slash phone number next to it. Is that mm. still the case?
1: So that was a different folder than this one. This oh, one has gotcha, a lot gotcha, gotcha. of information just about Barcorp in it, whereas the other one was just a list of companies with a name Interesting. and number. By okay. Got it. So inside is a full rundown of Barcorp. It's two owners, Ferguson Beans and Bruce Robin. It's three three subsidiaries, Jesus Christ Ministries, Health and Rehabilitation Unlimited, and The Learning Center, and its annual gross profits from the last five years, which has been steadily rising. Last year, Barcorp made just over $850 million, paid $0 in taxes, and there's an estimate that this year they will make over $2 billion. You also see that Ferguson Beans is marked as deceased. His majority share in the company was split between his wife, Stacy, his daughter, Frances, and the mill on the other side of the city. This leaves the majority. <laughs> is that is how it's listed in the legal documents. That is how it's listed in the legal documents. <laughs> this leaves the majority ownership to Bruce Robin. There are addresses listed for Ferguson Bean's home, Bruce Robin's home the Bar Corp headquarters, and all three subsidiaries, Jesus Christ Ministries, Health and Rehabilitation Unlimited, and The Learning Center.
4: Is Jesus Christ Ministries
2: in contingent?
1: Jesus Christ Ministries is actually, let's see.
2: It's in the city. Uh, it's the one that he showed up to at the drug deal, right? You could tell them in character what you know about Jesus Christ Ministries. That's what I know, right? The drug he- deal happened
1: a long time ago. <laughs> Yeah. For Thomas. For Thomas, yeah. <laughs> I think maybe two nights ago.
4: For, yeah, exactly. For oh, yeah, I've just recently killed Fergie. Right. You're, you're still, like, feeling very guilty.
2: You haven't had months to process yeah. your actions. Jesus
1: Christ Ministries is a
2: church camp that is outside the city. Hey, Jesus Christ Ministries, Uh, I sold some cocaine to them. You, you sold? Well, yeah, you know that cocaine we got from the... Yeah. From... From the lockers there, well, I sold that. I Me, mean, I sold that to a church. Well, I didn't know it was to a church. I just heard, but my associate had a good uh, had a good connection, and it turned out to be a very fancily dressed man well, in, in a van. That, what uh, was he wearing? I remember very, very plainly uh, the red rose pinned to his lapel. Keith's
4: face kind of drops a little bit. He pulls out his phone. Opens up a picture of Ferguson to him.
2: Yeah, do you sell coke too?
4: That's my brother.
2: Oh, he was
3: fucking weird. That makes sense. So, John, you sold evidence cocaine to. Aren't we
2: past that? I mean, we've lived and died, <laughs> and been, I've been personally a giant ball monster. Like, how are you going to worry about me selling a little bit of, you know, contraband? Some, some good times.
3: I guess I guess we are a little past procedure, but I wonder what Fergie was doing with that. Did you know your brother to be a dealer? I didn't really know
4: my brother that well towards the end anyway.
2: Well, he was there with a bunch of kids, so maybe he was giving it to them. He had kids at the drug deal? The ministry, yeah. Uh he drove up in a ministry van and he got out with a bunch of little children. <laughs> and uh and they uh they dug up the cocaine that I had buried on my property. <laughs> <laughs>
3: He made the kids dig up the cocaine. Keith, sounds like your brother sucks. He sucked.
2: How are you doing with that?
3: You know, I
4: I made the decision. What do you mean? I mean, I can't take it back now. I'm just trying not to think about it. A lot's you, happened in the past couple days. You
2: killed Fergie?
4: No. <laughs> <laughs> I can say 100% with, without lying to you, I didn't kill him. What decision did you make, Keith? I will say, if it wasn't for me, he'd probably still be alive. But I didn't kill him.
3: If I remember right, Marvin Glass mentioned all this when you and I were in his office mm-hmm. I, while it was flooded. Anyway, I think you that I know that in you yeah. killed an office when it flooded. Well. <laughs> Yeah, Keith, when we were in the office, uh, when it was all water. You know what,
4: we can, we can talk about that later. Uh, looks like we got other stuff to focus on.
3: Wait, 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 wait. hold on.
2: Marvin's office flooded? With you in it? Because the last thing we saw was Marvin and a bunch of people bursting out of a flooded office.
4: Well, we had uh, been in the office when it was flooded, and then Before I think right after combat? that, we kind of just mm-hmm. woke up thrown into combat.
3: See, I was uh, I was trying to save you, and I saw your body was pressed against a, a window down there and I, I shot it out and, and then all hell broke loose so what do we think happened between then and John we were uh, after the, the room flooded I he Marvin grabbed a hold of me grabbed a key showed up eventually but he he op- he opened you up he, he popped you open and there was one of those one of those little silver balls was inside of you.
5: Well,
2: yeah. Hey, boys, uh, we might all be silver balls, just so you know. There could be a silver ball on you right now. Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure I am the silver ball. When my cabin father killed my my er body, my first John, yeah, what happened then is that uh, I burst out of my own spine and into his, because
3: I think I'm just a little ball. That rings that rings a bell actually because I've seen those balls rip spines out of people before and pop themselves yeah. into their place I, saw,
4: I mean I saw that when I was looking at videos at, at the glass compound I I saw that
2: happen a couple times on video so well so yeah so I'm a ball and as you can see I have the capacity to be on the side of good are you all ball <laughs> I like flex I <capacity>. And I show off my tight pants, and I'm like, D- hell
3: no, man. Have you always been ball? When you were first, John, was that ball? Did I only ever know a ball? I think I was a ball. You were ball in? I think so. Why don't you remember? If you were ball, you'd be a ball. you know you were a ball. Well, hey, man, being a ball just feels like
2: being you or me.
3: <laughs> well, so you're, I could be
2: ball? Yeah, that's what I I, I... I really don't know who's ball and who's not, but a lot of us could be ball honestly
4: keith vigna is just looking in between these two having <laughs> just no almost no clue what's going
2: on <laughs> <laughs> well you see keith i'm a ball
4: i'm just like kind of nodding my
2: head like i think i might be ball too I'm, am i ball uh, i don't i don't know i might be ball
3: i don't think i'm ball i don't, Wait, I
2: don't hold on hold on hold on hold on all right I want you all to just turn around, and I'm gonna give you a little John Lee Pettymore patented neck rub, and we're gonna see if I feel anything
3: weird in that spine of yours. What if you ball me? What if I? What if I'm not balling you ball me?
2: I promise not to ball you. <laughs> just let me give you a little neck rub, and then John Lee Pettymore gets in there, and he's like, "God damn, it's good. It's
3: <laughs> it's
2: firm but sensitive. It's." <laughs> For the first time in days, the tension leaves mm
3: -hmm. Clark's shoulders. (laughs) I'm
2: following your muscles and your bones perfectly, and it's just like, fuck, you feel like a dog, basically. (laughs) Uh, A regular John Peters.
3: Just getting (laughs) the best
2: pet of its life. And after I'm done, I'm like, well, I'm no anatomy expert. But John Lee Pettimore is a back rub expert, and I don't see any signs of ball, but I I have no idea how that presents in the anatomy. What I've seen is- But thank you for letting me lay on hands. It's been
3: in the head. It's been in the skull. I synced it in you, and I saw it happen to Rosemary. Wait, you saw a ball in Rosemary? So, in the office previous, when things were bad, Rosemary made a move for the gun, the tube gun on the desk of Marvin in his office. I don't know what her plan was, but Marvin- Wait a minute. Rosemary turned against Marvin? at the last minute and marvin flung one of those silver balls at her oh buddy Uh, i I
2: think i know why wait what happened okay hold on what happened when he threw the silver ball
3: crack cracked her open and took her spine out and replaced it he threw the ball at her he threw the ball at her and it popped her open like a can of soda and ripped out her spine and replaced it damn oh yeah and then the ball the silver ball now inhabiting rosemary as far as i know pulled the trigger and she disappeared.
2: Did we see Rosemary as one of the corpses that came out of the uh, the booth or whatever it was? No. No. Okay. No, I didn't think so. Yeah. All right. So Rosemary, she was in love with Marvin's daughter, son. Yeah, she was trying to find uh, his son. The one who got gunned oh, by right. Tilly B. Because Marvin didn't really care about That's the That's why she wanted the gun. Jermaine Glass. Was she in love, in love with the one who got evaporated, or the one who was turned into a fool? The one who got evaporated. Yeah. So she was trying to get that gun to find him, to get him back. That's what I know about Rosemary. Well,
3: I, I was confused at the time, and I still am about the whole business of her making a move at Marvin. Marvin throwing the ball at her like that would do. Like he knew it would do something, but then it. I don't know if it did the thing he thought it was gonna do. Like, she pulled the trigger either way.
4: Based on all those videos I saw, Marvin knew what those balls would do.
2: Marvin does know what those balls would do, and I think he's creating or controlling them in some capacity. When I was playing at juggernaut, I mean, I, I became that from a, being a ball. I, I rolled into, into him, and... Well... What? John Lee Pennyworth sighs a sweet nostalgic sigh. <laughs> <laughs> He's back in his in a human body, but he feels like he should be in a gigantic metal sphere.
1: I was gonna call for a sanity check, but it doesn't seem to fit. <laughs>
2: You're
4: wistful, not uh, not upset. Well, guys, I know that we He's just <laughs> I know we just got tasked to to kill Robin, but.
2: Before we do, do you think he might know something about this? Oh, I mean well, yeah, who knows? We should definitely interrogate anybody before we murder them, but I so far I haven't seen any reason not to trust Maggie not yeah. to murder a guy. Well, I mean I have, but I she kinda she kind of addressed it. Well so. do you think we should go to his house well, or to the uh we'll, to, we'll to, to Barcorp?
3: I'd I'd lean toward going to his house and just seeing what kind of personal files he's got. Do you
2: have his, his number? Or maybe We've like a, his, his ad, mom's number? Uh his mom is dead. Oh?
4: <laughs> and don't ask me how I know that. Uh, Keith, uh, how do you know that? <laughs> I killed her.
3: <laughs> we'll get to that later. <laughs> what?
4: No, uh, yeah, I didn't kill my brother. I you know what? I'll just tell you the story. I convinced her to kill my brother and then I killed her so she couldn't tell on me.
3: Holy, and there holy you have it.
4: She, let's indeed. uh let's Let's uh, you know what terrible cop. We'll get to that. No way. Probably never again. Let's just never talk about it. (laughs) All cops are bastards. (laughs) Me too. I don't really uh, identify as a cop anymore, really. But uh,
3: why? Why? Why did you, by proxy, kill your brother?
4: Uh, for money. (laughs) 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 Which I never ended up seeing.
3: You know, the more I think about it, the more I'm glad we aren't cops anymore, (laughs) fellas. Cause we've all done some pretty you go questionable things.
4: We can still use our I investigative mean, skills and go sleuth around. his was house.
2: sell some drugs that I found in the course of an investigation. That's To routine. a man with children. That is routine cop work. I think a lot of drug dealers have kids. They don't employ <laughs> children. A lot,
4: a lot
3: of kids.
2: <laughs> i think a lot of drug dealers are kids <laughs> but you guys want to go
3: sneak yeah.
4: around his house and see what we we can find
3: yeah i think i think we should do his house it's
4: insert time here he's probably not at home it's roughly 2 p.m on
1: december
2: 6th he
4: which might, is a he might
3: be home
2: <laughs> saturday i guess fuck he could be home or he's out partying i mean if he's home that's, that's... <laughs> i mean it's a little early <laughs> honestly 2 p.m on a saturday is exactly when he would be home that's it, it. that's fine though
3: i mean let's we, go it's that kills uh, yeah two we birds do, we do stone. yeah
4: we also our police still kind of we have badges i never
2: left I, i've always considered myself a, a cop of contention well let's whether, go. whether i be drug dealer or giant metal ball man I've been looking out for the people back home. Does he live in the city or? Yeah, you're in the city now, boys. Does he live here? He lives downtown. Perfect. We don't have jurisdiction, so we can uh, obviously commit an extrajudicial killing uh, (laughs) without any paperwork. Uh, Yeah. well, At least less paperwork. I mean, for us. I mean, somebody's going to have a lot of paperwork at the end of the day. Let's go see what we can find out then. Yeah. Some smug city cop looking down on the small town fuzz. You
3: guys want to take my car?
2: It's the only one there. Hop in. I get in. You hop into
1: Clark's silver Honda Accord. Honda, make your dreams drive. Is this the Accord sport? Uh, It's XLE.
3: Yeah, Maggie gave it to me. I don't know what we're in
1: here. And you guys take off downtown to a two-story brownstone in the city. When you arrive, you find parking decently nearby. Actually, go ahead and roll for parking. No, I don't give a shit. So you guys show up. (laughs) Well, that crit failed. And you find the number on the door is 218, but... Probably more important than that is that there is
4: police tape over the door. Are there any um, cars in the uh, park? Or the
2: uh, driveway?
1: Not a driveway. No driveway for this brownstone here. A brownstone. Is it like a,
2: Is it a home? It's like a row house. Or a, okay. right. a large brick row house. Well, there's other ones that look just like it on the other side. And it's, it's really nice.
1: Stories. It's like a very very nice street that you're on. There's a park
4: across the street. Well, if I learned anything as a cop, it's that uh, this do not cross tape is not very strong, and I rip it. In
2: half. <laughs> I think if you'd learned anything as a cop It's that do not cross does not apply to you That's true And I jiggle the handle of the door I kind of put the tape back so no one follows us. You like tie it together He oh, ripped it in yeah. half Yeah, Tie a little
1: knot in it <laughs> Good as new <laughs> Is the door unlocked? Ha. Huh. The door is unlocked.
3: Nice.
1: I rolled an 88 for the yeah, cop to, who was there last to remember to lock the door. Uh,
4: yeah, I walk on in. It was a real key big now. I did, no I did like in in you surprise yourself
2: with that roll. You're like, of course not. Fuck.
1: <laughs> Why would it be unlocked? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you guys walk in, the stench is the first
4: thing you notice. Ooh. Like a dead body?
1: Would any of you have been in a heroin den
2: working in the contention PD? Probably not in contention. Probably not like a den in a heroin den? Do you know what it smells like? I know what a meth house smells like. I've been in one of those and it's bad. It's like poop and cigarettes?
1: It smells like poop and cigarettes and heroin. Mm. It is a fucking wreck. There's trash everywhere. Most of the furnishings that should be here are gone. There's like pallets made all over the place, but there's actual human fecal matter just like strewn about. Seems that people were like stepping in it and tracking it all around. The place smells like piss. Spray painted on one of the walls. Heisenberg. Is 8118189520131181119. Got it. Did you really?
3: <laughs> no. I, 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 I started writing about midway and I lost it.
4: <laughs> Does that have any significance to us? It's on the wall. Is that what you said? Spray painted. Roll SIGINT for me. Signals intelligence. I have a zero, so no. Yeah, I've yep. got a zero Same. also. Don't roll signals intelligence <laughs> for me. So no, none of you would be able to I'm gonna put t- anything together. I'm going to take a picture of it so we have it for later. Nice. So what is it? Eight, one. <laughs> <laughs> etc. cetera. Et cetera. Um, and uh, go ahead and first just tell me what you guys are doing when you are in here. Like I'm just looking around for anything that isn't just gross. Anything that sticks out that's not, you know, drugged in-esque.
3: Clark is saying
4: hello.
1: Anyone in here? You hear nothing except for your partners rifling through all this shit. It seems that everything that would have been in a place this nice is long gone. Uh, Drawers have been pulled out of cabinets and doors are open everywhere. Everything is just strewn about and everything that was once clean is no longer or not here anymore.
4: Since this is such a nice place, are there any security cameras around in the house? Roll luck.
2: Uh, fail. No. <laughs> uh not a crit fail, just a fail. Okay. I'd like to um run up to the next floor and see if it's as decrepit and heroiny and shitty. When you get up to the second floor
1: the hair on the back of your neck stands up. Can I roll an alertness or yeah. a search? You can or... roll search for me. Ooh, 19. And as you're...
2: Crit fail. No, I'm
1: walking, <laughs> As you're walking through the hallway, you see there's a few rooms up here and a bathroom, and there's just this heavy presence that you've never felt before. And carved... Into the walls in this room that is maybe had been an office at one point in time is the same set of numbers that you saw spray painted downstairs 8118189520131181119. And it is carved over and over and over. On everything in here,
2: using a simple substitution cipher with, uh, you know, one equaling a and so on. Do I get any words out of this?
1: Do you want to take a break and give it a go? Fuck
2: no. Just tell me.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it a go just, if you, if you I mean, read the numbers
2: again. Yes, but just I mean, it's, it's like just, ha ha <laughs> ha ha. <laughs> no okay obviously that wouldn't so i actually i'd be down to spend a few minutes looking at it i don't know we might find fun stuff off mic though but we can bring it back i don't know
1: take a hot piss and let's see if we
2: can figure it out off mic So, did you guys figure it out? Yeah, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's very uh, elementary once you get right into it. So, we can probably just breeze through that. I'm sure the <laughs> listeners have it by now. Uh, anything else in this room?
4: <laughs> Besides carvings on the wall?
3: Besides the obvious thing.
2: <laughs> the, the painfully easy cipher.
4: <laughs>
3: the really easy one that we figured out for sure. <laughs>
2: No. Are there any like closets or doors or anything? Did he leave a note saying where he
1: went? Some of the doors have even been taken off and the closet doors are all open and it's the same situation really just in garbage. There. Yeah.
3: Can I look in the bedroom and tell I don't know if it looks like it's been used recently? I'm trying to get a gauge of how long it's been like in this state.
1: It looks like what could be like the master bedroom or at least the bedroom, one of the bedrooms upstairs that's large and has a bathroom attached the bed is gone, the bed frame is gone, and there are pallets all over the place. Like, there have been, like, 20 people sleeping in here.
3: Can I look in the fridge or the kitchen to see what I glean from the kitchen?
1: When you go through the fridge, it is sparse. There is, like... Some rotten food, but then there's also, like, some takeout. A lot of, like,
2: fast food that's been, like, half-eaten and stuff. I want to call the city PD. Not, like, the normal number, but, like, the fellow cop number. Sure. Calling an office. And basically, I want to say, like, Yeah, this is John Lee Pettymore out of contention. Uh, We got a case about a a drifter who might have committed some property crimes down here, and we might have tracked him to a drug hideout uh, up there in the city. Y'all had some police tape up around it, so we didn't go inside, but I was, of course, wondering um, whatever information you had on that, if you could get it to me, about who was living there, how long it had been in that state as a drug squat, whether or not the owner of the residence was uh, participating in uh, in that squat.
1: Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, for uh,
2: That's 501 East Fake Street.
1: So it's 218 is the address. <laughs> okay. And... <laughs> I said it wasn't as important as the police tape over the door. That doesn't mean it's not important. (laughs) Oh, 218. Yeah, that's Bruce Robbins' home. And uh, he dipped out of there a a few days ago, seemingly. And we questioned some of the neighbors, and they said that he was going... Absolutely crazy. He was not acting like himself, and he was uh, had just people coming in at all time of the day and night, and just inviting them all in, and and then he just disappeared uh, probably two days ago, and uh, they haven't seen him since.
2: So the squat was was established already. There were there were all kinds of unsavory characters coming around while Mr. Robin was still in residence,
1: seemingly for a short amount of time, but. I, you don't want to go in there. It is absolutely disgusting. They did a number on that place in such a short amount of time. I mean, it was truly horrific stuff.
2: Did y'all have any leads uh, about where Mr. Robin went? We might want to interview him about our subject.
1: Honestly, you know, he's a high-profile member of the community, and we're just kind of putting it on the back burner.
2: Uh, I understand. Uh, you know. Cops exist to protect the uh, capitalist superstructure under which we we uh, we serve. So uh, that's you're doing your job. We
1: looked into it, and his mother died recently, and. Uh Hey now, that's the lead. His business partner is also dead. My
2: God, tragic.
1: So he seems to have been going through some stuff, and if, you know, mental illness is a serious issue here in the city and really all over
2: the world, and... No, 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 I mean, not in contention. We just, uh, we just, uh, if you're not acting normal, you know, we either send you to a lot of church... Or we make you feel alienated until you just leave or kill yourself. It's the it's the small town way. God. Jesus Christ!
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, his
4: voice changes and he says,
1: "Jesus
2: Christ."
4: <laughs> Keith can only hear one side of this conversation. I'm I'm like, what the fuck? John? <laughs> I, I just like
2: I'm just telling him about small town life. Well, <laughs> well, shit. But what's our next step? (laughs) We came real close to doing it to you when you first came to the department, I tell you. (laughs) <laughs> would you have sent
1: Keith Vigna to church or would you have alienated him? We tried to send the boy to church. We
4: tried. <laughs> he didn't seem to get along too well with the pastor. No one saw him show up. Yeah, I did like uh, the uh, all-you-can-eat buffets. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember how you took advantage of the Lord's hospitality. We got to find this guy. He's obviously not here. Should we, I mean, go to Bar Corp? Do you th- fellas think it's worth talking to
3: the neighbors ourselves?
4: I was thinking about it, but if... I mean, since we're here, I guess. Roll search. Whoever has the best search, roll search for me.
3: I ain't got it. I got the baseline 20. I've got a 50.
1: Yeah, I have 40, so.
3: 76.
1: All right, yeah. Then uh, making a final pass through the home. Favorite uh, uh, You accidentally step in a pile of piss. You know how paste piles. Yeah.
3: <laughs> it's a thick, huge ropy stack ropy of piss. piss. <laughs> Watch out for that stack of piss. Hot piss. <laughs> piss. Um, no, it's
1: cold. It's coagulated at this point. <laughs> Gross.
3: It's not. So, like
4: it uh, I guess do you want to go knock on a neighbor's door. Or?
3: Are you Phil is thinking what I'm thinking? As far as what
2: do you what do you think?
3: Well, we know about a bunch of people being destitute that's kind of a thing we learned we learned that Kathy was kind of running homeless people around to various folks
2: yeah but they weren't so much the heroin living their own shit kind of destitute was
3: they well they didn't smell good I think that was one thing that Keith confirmed for us I
4: mean I was on a bus full of of them but you're right they weren't necessarily it was not a good smell
3: they weren't necessarily drug does Keith
2: remember the smell? Does Keith recognize the smell of the bus? From, yeah. Could any of them have come out of the squat? Or is it indeterminate? Smell is one of the
4: strongest, uh, you know, memory. memory yeah. senses. Yeah.
2: Keith Vigna,
3: Give me a smell roll. <laughs> You've been doing a
1: fair amount of cocaine the past few days. Give me a
4: luck roll. I got a six.
1: <laughs> oh, no,
4: a nine, but still. <laughs> That's lower than what my luck is. This is a different smell. Okay. Okay. <laughs> i do one last big breath in i'm like definitely not the bus uh homeless bus smell
3: i trust your schnoz hey y'all i mean why
4: don't we just call him call robin call robin you could be like do we have his phone number in that
2: envelope you would have his direct number yeah
3: that's not a bad idea keith could call him just checking in about his brother yeah as far he, as you know you don't know anything or
2: and wanting to commiserate about the mother Yeah, he lost his mother keith lost his brother uh have yeah you, have, you,
4: have you met robin no, i haven't but uh you know we're both aware of each other
2: you know i've give him a call you would hope yeah, a call from a good samaritan in yeah, yeah. a time you. of need would you both have something to relate to it it could play yeah i give it i'll ring him
3: you want to put that on speakerphone for
4: us i do obviously after we step out of this hellhole okay
1: so back in the car i assume uh, sure. Or sure are you guys just standing on the street should
2: we walk around the block before we get back in the car Get the smell just off you. Just because of the smell.
3: Oh, <laughs> yeah. I thought you meant for more investigating, which we is also an idea. <laughs> talk to the neighbors, but uh, I mean, let's make the call in the yeah, privacy yeah. of the car. But beep, we don't have to leave. Beep,
1: beep, boop, boop. As you guys are walking back to the car, just a reminder of what the city looks like. Flowers everywhere. Oh yeah. It's different than contention. Uh, the filter. Sickly green say. on the coloration. Yeah, sickly green tint with heavy grays. The streets are covered in trash and spilled liquids and there's a scent in the air like someone left out cheese in a colostomy bag on every corner. The faces of the buildings are slathered in billboards oh, and the faces of the people bumbling about are bloated and lifeless. In a strange opposition to all this depressive scenery, there are beautiful flowers. In every shade and shape growing in every otherwise
2: empty alleyway and out of many cracks in the sidewalks and roads. I want to find the most lifeless looking person passing. Uh, uh, and I want to tap him on the shoulder. Huh? Sorry, why are you so pallid and corpse-like?
5: Uh, work's been pretty hard recently, I guess.
2: Where do you work? The corp. Uh,
5: Yeah, they gave us some days off, though, which is nice. So I I think I've got a little bit more color to my cheeks
2: than I did recently. Oh, they're positively rosy. They're paying us
5: time and a half to take like two weeks off.
2: Two weeks off for a whole massive corporation like that. Yeah,
5: it's crazy, right? Why? I don't know. Something about the new takeover. Uh. Our new CEO, Bruce Robin, he's uh, hes doing like some cool stuff. He's like trying to renovate everything. Apparently he's gonna make everyone have livable wage and benefits that are realistically priced for all workers. Uh, I guess we're getting better hours. And yeah, he's renovating all the facilities to be up to code, so. We're all getting paid during the time off, uh, time and a half, but we could actually get even more if we help with the renovations.
2: Do you know where he's overseeing these renovations?
5: No, I think he's just at the office, but that's just an assumption. He doesn't come out to the sites very often,
3: sir. What do you What do you do for BarCorp in particular? What's your job?
2: Data
5: analyst. An anal- <laughs> analyst. Analyst. I, I work at the office, uh, the head office. Yeah, I'm a data analyst. Like what Thomas said. <laughs> <laughs> That's a that's a
2: uh, soul
5: crushing job.
2: A, a great nondescript standard office job to just throw out there. Samezies. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, you. Thank you for your time, sir.
3: Well, yeah. Uh, have a blessed day. I remember Joe asked back when we first entered the city. I asked uh, Rosemary if those flowers were always there. Can you remind me if you said yes or no? Whether they were a new thing to the city or if it's always been that way.
1: Petty Moore asked Rosemary if the city is always this floral, oh. and she said, "Yeah."
3: Okay. Hey Keith, what's what's BarCorp do? What what is BarCorp? Do they manufacture something other than these subsidiaries? Do they do something? So I didn't talk to my brother much. He
4: was rich, something to do with money.
2: (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's legitimately
2: exactly how much Keith Vignan knows. (laughs) like the making of it or the managing of it or the,
3: like a, a financial institution or yeah. just that they some comes in some goes
4: out more comes in than than goes out though i think because they're pretty successful i'll see they sell i assume they sell stuff Can, i want to ask stuff. this guy
3: that we were just talking to hey oh
5: hey what sorry more human connection <laughs> what did do, what does barcourt do we're a corporation for the people do you sell something yeah i mean sure what do you sell oh lots of things do you have anything on you pull out anything that's like in your pocket i pull out a pen yeah we made that
3: i look at the pen does it say barcorp on it roll sanity now
4: just- are you in the food business oh yeah i could call somebody and find out
2: i have the ceo's number
5: Okay, bye. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, we could—if you have like um, the number for Fergie at the corporation, then it might go to his secretary or something, who we can have read us to Robin. Or well, I have Robin. Or... We
4: have Robin's phone number. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we, we were still on our, that, yeah. on our way
3: to the car for that.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you
1: pull out your phone and dial the number for Bruce Robin, and it rings. Bring, 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 bring. Hello, this is Winifred Worth, Bruce Robin's office.
4: Hey, this is uh, this is Keith Beans okay uh i was uh, ferguson beans was my brother
1: oh i am so sorry to hear about your recent loss
4: well thank you i appreciate that i was just hoping to get in touch with robin um i had a a couple questions because i think uh it was under odd circumstances that his mother and my brother uh both recently passed away i was hoping to uh speak with him
1: yes absolutely uh ask any questions away and i will relay the messages to him and he will get back to well, you i was kind
4: of hoping that i it's kind of private stuff you know um, well, i am terribly sorry and i understand that you're going through a
1: real trying time right now but bruce is unavailable is he in the office yes but he is currently unavailable
4: uh what fl- what floor are you on right now
1: well
2: the good one.
1: Yeah, the best one. <laughs> on the best one. We're on floor 17.
4: Okay, well, thank you. Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll write down some questions and call back. I was just h- hoping to have more of a conversation with him, but I'll think of something to ask him, I guess, and then give you a call back.
2: Oakley, Oakley, Uh
4: And then I want to call, yeah, I want to call Ferguson's office number and try to talk to his secretary.
2: Bring, 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 bring.
1: Winifred Worth. Ferguson <laughs> Beans' office?
4: <laughs> hey, this is Ferguson Beans. I'm not dead.
1: Nope. Sorry. You're the same gentleman, Keith Beans. You just
4: called your Ferguson's brother. Why did you say that? No, I, I'm Ferguson. And she uh, is old, it sounds like, so... She doesn't remember what Ferguson sounds like. Yeah, he's my brother. We sound very similar.
1: I'm Whip Crack (laughs) sponge, And you sound Uh, like an idiot. Now, was this some sort of prank on Bruce? Were you trying to call him? I like when you
2: tell the DM what's going on. (laughs) I try. Luke's favorite part. Creating the reality. What I really liked was when we played with a different DM this past weekend who was not Zach, and you tried. (laughs) And he was just like...
4: Hey, well, you know, it's worth a try sometimes. (laughs) Okay, I hang up. I hang up. I'm like, damn, I
2: thought that would definitely work. Uh, Winifred Worth is good at her job. She fucking keeps it locked down.
3: We found out where Bruce is. I mean, he's there right
2: now. We could. I mean, once we get up to the 17th floor and bust in with some fucking cop uniforms on, you know, some. Yeah. Some. uh, She doesn't know what I look some like. Some windbreakers with some initials on the back.
3: Yeah. If we just go up there, it's just police business. I mean, there's no reason they can't stop we, us yeah at well, that I mean point.
2: I would like to see Winifred Worth try to stop us after hearing that phone. Mm-hmm call on speaker
3: we were just talking to that fella and it sounds like bruce is maybe doing some good for this city well
4: that's what they told the workers
2: that's
3: true maybe things has changed i recently seen too. seen
2: nothing going on in this city that was good so I'll, I'll believe it when i see it but i say we go try to confront him see what we can get out of him then his business I mean, partner was a man who bought cocaine in a van full of children how do we think that robin is any better
3: but according to this guy it's because he's now CEO, he said a bunch of changes were coming, and that they were positive. They were going to All I mean is that
2: he's the kind of guy who got into business with Ferguson in the first place, and is his heart that full of gold? And someone that we trust wants us to kill him.
3: Yeah, you're right. We gotta. I say <laughs> we go. I say we
4: go. I mean, we go talk to him. If we if we find out some better information, we could change our mind. But uh,
3: I trust her that she's telling us these things will stop this thing. So I'm gonna do these things to right. stop the thing. I don't mm. know. Yeah,
2: I don't know if I do trust this new. Well, it was pretty cool. Oh, she faked her own death. That was rocking.
4: I mean, roll. Like I said earlier, Very if you road. if you trust her, I trust you.
3: Not to mention the circle of knowledge what I've gleaned so far has been around for a while and seems to have been doing good keeping keeping what this awful thing was at bay
4: let's go talk to Bruce just get some info
1: yeah maybe find out what other stuff the Circle of Knowledge has been up to